Hi, welcome to Will You Accept This Podcast. I'm your host, Lara Ziobro, back this week uh, with our finale episode, and I'm joined by Diane Taha. Diane is a fashion and beauty blogger. She is Style Context on Instagram, and she also runs, uh, she's the host of the Style, or excuse me, Channel Your Influence podcast. I'm mixing up my words. Um, And super excited to have Diane here to talk through the finale. Welcome, Diane. Well, thank you for having me. Super excited to talk about The Bachelor. Yeah, and so tell us, I guess, a little bit about your history with The Bachelor. So have, have you been watching for a long time? I know oh, you've watched this season, question. but like, you've been a consistent diehard fan, in and out, you know? Yeah, so I actually didn't start watching it until last year. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a, But I am a diehard fan now. So even though I didn't watch it when it started... Um, I, I totally regret it and I wish that I had watched all the seasons, but I really enjoy it. It's great. Um, yeah, I'm a diehard fan now. (laughs) And you've been making up for last time, I guess. So, so far out of the seasons you've seen, who's your favorite Ben? Um, so I only started watching Peter's season, which, you know, I don't want to say that I, it's really hard. <laughs> I mean, Peter's season and Matt's season, they weren't that great. Objectively speaking, they weren't that great. So I would say um, I definitely preferred Matt as The Bachelor, but I preferred the uh, the girls from Peter's season, for sure. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. And did you watch The Bachelorette seasons, or are you just a Bachelor? No, I watched The Bachelorette. Um, so I started last yeah. year watching Claire's season, which was a okay. train wreck, and then Tasha's yeah. season, <laughs> okay, which was a lot better. So seen... Yes. Okay. So you've seen that? You've seen all the all the recent ones then? Yes, so. the recent okay, ones, cool. starting well, with well, Peters. And yeah. I'm curious to hear what you think about Matt's season because you know this was sort of the first season we've had since I've even been watching it, where the lead was not from a prior season. So it's been such an unusual season to begin with. Then you add in, you know, quarantine and all the other sort of factors to it. So it's just been kind of an odd season all around. And, you know, this was the final week. So we had our two, our final two ladies. So, you know, we're down to Rachel and um, Michelle. And we start with him, you know, he has his final like moments with Michelle and she gets to meet his family. What were your thoughts about like how his family reacted to Michelle? Did you what did you think about and just his mom in general like it was so interesting to see his mom because we've seen like I think a little bit of her but we haven't really got to see a lot of her I feel like we've heard much more of her um so what were your thoughts around sort of what they what they what their reaction was and his brother's reaction to Michelle yeah okay so really good question so um Matt's mom kind of reminded me of Peter's mom Barb yes (laughs) Yeah. She was, she, first of all, did you catch the scene where she was just randomly crying? <laughs> yes. And it's funny because I, I kept being like, why am I having a flashback? And it wasn't until I saw people sharing pictures of good old Barb that I was like, oh, how could I forget? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So she, um, okay. So I have a few opinions about her. <laughs> I don't like how she discouraged Matt from committing. I I feel Mm -hmm. like Matt's commitment issues are rooted in his upbringing. I mean, he clearly has some sort of like anxious attachment 
and his uh, relationships and um, just seeing how his mom just sort of like discouraged him from committing to either of these women was was really disheartening because you can tell that his issues throughout the season were rooted in that were rooted in you know this like little voice in his in his mind telling him that he couldn't commit that he wasn't worthy that he couldn't be the man that these women wanted him to be um but he's perfectly capable of it he just I guess is uh traumatized by what his mom went mm-hmm. through and his mom is clearly very traumatized by what by what she went through but I just don't think it helps. You know, I, I don't think it helps him to have all these negative thoughts that are going to, um, you know, shape his perception of himself and his perception of himself in relationships. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think I think it's fine for them to, to kind of caution them and be like, you, you don't have to propose. Because I think there's now that, like, expectation on the show – Whereas before it was like, you could do that. Now it's like, you've got to do it. So, I mean, I think it'd be one thing if she'd said, you know, don't feel obligated to do that. But the way she was like, love might not be enough to him ultimately yeah. was, was was totally a different way to take it. And I think leaned into all of those insecurities he has in a way he didn't need, you know, exactly. Um, instead of making him feel like he could really do what he felt like was right for him. Yep, absolutely. That was my thought. Um, Did not like how she phrased that at all. When she said it, I was like, did that just happen? (laughs) Yeah, poor Matt. Now now it makes sense why he um, was just so hesitant to commit throughout the whole season. It, It all makes sense now. They saved, they saved the truth for last. They saved uh, his mom for last. And, like, she was really just you, – you could tell uh, from his upbringing that that was the reason why he had so much trouble committing. Um, but I did like his brother. I, <laughs> his brother was really amusing uh, with all his, all of his questions. And um, he – I tweeted this. I'm pretty sure he's got to be a Scorpio. I mean, if – he just came across as like such a Scorpio, like grilling uh, Rachel and like Michelle and like trying to like see if they were really in it for him and not just to be famous on the show. Like you, you can tell that was on his mind. Oh, yeah. I loved I loved him questioning them. It was he was just so stoic about it. And so serious. Yeah. it was like, I have taken I, I've been assigned this duty and I'm going to do it and do it right. You know? <laughs> it yeah. Like, yeah. So, so, so serious. But he was he seemed like a nice guy he just i don't know he seems such a like such a different person than matt you know exactly like, he just seems so so different and i didn't get a chance to i did notice um i was clicking around on matt's instagram and he had tagged his brother in a post and so then i went to his brother's profile and his brother has like a soundcloud link so i think he's like i don't know if he's a like a musician of some sort so i did not get a chance to listen yet but that's sort of the next step um is that i want to check out what you know what john's up to on soundcloud so oh i did check that out too <laughs> yeah do some uh, stalking on matt's page to find him Research. yeah i don't know what did you think about i guess we can just because the, the conversations i felt like that they had i mean that was kind of the the big thing was like, was like mm-hmm. one his one. Bro- way his brother approached everything and then also the way the mom reacted and, and and said everything um did you think and i don't know that i did did you think that they preferred one of the ladies over the other i like sometimes there's a finale and you can be like oh like their family really wants this girl or you know but i don't know that i really felt that they liked one over the other 
Yeah, in the beginning, I thought that his mom preferred Michelle, but then mm-hmm. towards the end of um, the meeting with Rachel, I was just, I, I didn't know what to think. So I, I'm really, I'm really unsure about who they preferred. My, uh, my thinking is that they didn't prefer either, <laughs> and that's why they probably, yeah. or that's probably why his mom said what she said because she couldn't imagine either of them with him. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, I felt like his mom. To your point, I, I think that's like when they first embraced. Like she just had. She seemed to like Michelle, like, more immediately. Like, with Rachel, yeah. she was a little bit more reserved. And with Michelle, it was just kind of like, oh, hi, you know. And so, so yeah, I think that I was the that. main impression I had was that reaction. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, they seemed to have, like, good conversation with both of the ladies. So, I think, I think to your point, I think they were more cautious about his approach to any relationship more so than, you know, whether it was one or the other, right? Yes, exactly. They know. seemed pretty cautious. That was, I don't know if there was anything else that you thought about their, their conversation he had with his, with his family aside. I mean, obviously the conversation with, with them after the ladies left was the big thing. There was, there was one point where he was talking with his mom and I was very distracted because one of the things that I've noticed all season is that with the ladies he really likes, he like leans in and he like pats them on the leg. And, and so I noticed he did that with his mom, which I found like really confusing. I just, I wasn't prepared for that. I was like. I was like, I know this is like an affectionate thing, but it's also been like his like telling sign about the lady he's liked the most all season. So I found that very distracting. <laughs> I didn't catch that part where he did that to his mom, but you're you're absolutely right. He does that when he's interested in someone. And the thing about Matt is that he's so obvious when he likes someone versus when he doesn't. Yes. I mean, you can really tell when he doesn't like someone. And um, those moments where he would like pick up the rose and like, it would seem as if he was going to give it to them. And then at the last minute, he'd be like, I have to send you home. Those, those scenes were just brutal. I thought they were extra brutal because he'd pick it up and I could tell from his body language. I'm like, he's picking up the rose, but he doesn't want to give it to her. So why is he doing them? Like, oh, wait, no, that's right. He's going to do the thing. He's going to do the thing. And I, I don't know if it if it was the producers telling him to do that. Like, do have the prior bachelors done that? Because I don't remember Peter doing that. I think most of them do. I think it's a thing that they like to do because it kind of builds the anticipation because they're like, oh, it's going to happen. Oh, no. So I think I think they really like that sort of yeah. energy. I don't know. It's just, but it's just, to me, I'm like, it's just extra cruel. Like, I mean, the bottom, you're either yeah. going to give it to them or you're not. Like, it doesn't really build anti- like anticipation for me. It just feels kind of unnecessarily rude. So, um, but yeah, yes. he, he definitely did. He definitely did that. If that was what they told him to do, he definitely took the, took the advice and, and did that all season very well. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. That was just really cruel. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about more <laughs> of this season. Um, but yeah. Um, did you have any other questions about his mom? Oh, no, I – so I don't know. I felt like with Peter's mom, since we compared the emotional mothers, right? Like I think with Peter's mom, it just kind of – I don't know. I felt like it came from a different place. Like her mom, his mom, I felt like she wanted to be a little bit like in control and it was like I'm giving up my baby. It was like that kind of dynamic. With, with um, Matt's mom, I feel like it was all about – like you were saying, like we were saying, it, you know, she had this experience with his dad and she wanted him to not have that sort of experience for himself. And so that was like part of it, but also she just seemed to be, 
I don't know. And I think it maybe it was also in the conversation with his brother. It just seems like he hasn't had a lot of serious relationships. So I think it was just a lot for her to process, too, to be like, is he going to get married to one of these people? Like, it, it seems like he hasn't had super serious relationships. So I think her response was in such a from such a different place. And she just seemed just so, like, overwhelmed. And she's, it was like the balance between she seemed, like, super excited they were there and, like, so happy to meet them. But then also, I think, overwhelmed with what it could mean. It was just, I don't know, the the response and, like, the, the emotions from her were, were so different, I think, than any other um, mom that we, that I've seen, at least, on the, on the show. So I thought that was interesting to see. And also, it, it kind of, to me, I mean, obviously, I think the bottom line is that she kind of fed into n- some not good energy for him this season. But I think it was well-intentioned. She seems to really care a lot about him. So I think that was very apparent from their conversation. Um, I think she meant well, even though I think the end result was to kind of backfi- backfired a little bit into how he kind of ultimately, you know, made his decisions. But, you know, I think that it seems like, you know, everything we've heard all season about this, you know, great relationship with his mom, I think it was very apparent in their conversation as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think she was well-intentioned. You're right. Obviously, she cares a lot about her son and wants the best for him. So I, I think that her experience kind of like probably clouded her judgment in um, how she um, intended to give him advice so uh, unfortunately yeah it backfired because here he was i mean he was ready to like go all in and then suddenly he was just scared and then once he saw that jersey that said mrs james he was just like all right i can't do this you need to go home (laughs) so he's he's traumatized by commitment itself I, i don't think it has anything to do with you know rachel or michelle i think it deep down it has to do with him he's just not ready to to give someone a hundred percent of him so I think he was an interesting choice for The Bachelor because because of those commitment issues to begin with like he's oh, scared of commitment so, so I don't I think that the entire season when he was saying I think my wife could be here looking back like did he even want that wasn't he like terrified of the idea of, of like having a wife and like proposing like what was he thinking <laughs> I mean they say that typically each season, so I don't know if you know he was encouraged to say that or just you know kind of went with it based on that because it is kind of the typical response. Um, because yeah, all season from the very beginning, I was like, I just don't believe he's ready to get married. Um, I obviously don't know Matt personally, but I've seen a lot of Matt in um, Tyler Cameron's Instagram stories, so I feel like I know him enough. Um, <laughs> So, like, just kind of his energy and, the and like, the, the context of, like, the places they go and the things they do. I'm just, like, it's the same way that I don't see Tyler ready to settle down anytime soon either. So I was just surprised when he took the – we took the, the lead role. I just was, like, I don't, I don't know that I see him being ready for this. And I was, like, even if he ends up with someone at the end, I don't see that it's going to be something that will last. So I wasn't surprised that this is kind of where we ended up because it's kind of what I expected. Um and I also figured, and, and it kind of played out that way, like his his family, again, by virtue of him not being on the show before, most of the other families of the lead have been through like hometowns and have kind of gone through the Bachelor like 
formula a little bit. And so they kind of know what they're expecting. Whereas his mom is like dealing with these final two ladies and is like, what is going on? I don't even know what this show is about. And um, Hannah Brown has mentioned that she, I guess, had like a text conversation or something going with his mom because like talking to her throughout the process just to kind of be an ear for her um so I guess she had a little bit of insider intel but still I don't think anything prepares you for like a camera crew showing up and like two people who could all of a sudden be your daughter-in-law like it just it's a lot for someone I think to process so I mean I'm not surprised that it you know kind of ended this way but I don't know yeah um they seem very protective that's the vibe that I got from both him and his his uh brother they seem very protective of their family and letting people in so mm-hmm. I didn't see a whole lot of vulnerability. Like when uh, his brother was – I'm sorry. What is his brother's name? I, I feel bad that I keep John. saying his John. His name is John. John. Okay. Uh, so when John was interviewing uh, – interviewing. I, I even said the word interviewing because it felt like an interview. It didn't feel like a conversation. It felt like, he an, wasn't, interview. like an interview. It did. He wasn't talking about himself or the, their family. He was just grilling them. It was like a job interview. So it felt very one-sided. And because of that um, – it just it felt kind of cold, like their their family felt a little yeah. cold. Yeah. But I I know that they mean well. They're just protective. They're just guarded. So they have their I guess their sec- the section of the date or the date. It's not really a date. It, the section of the the time with with they, they meet with her with his family, and then each of the ladies is supposed to have sort of their date time, like the final date time, um, for this final week. So he has the final date with Michelle. These dates are always kind of flat because they just kind of are sitting in the room and they're talking through like final concerns and you know dealing with insecurities and and whatnot and he has this conversation with Michelle and she just seems a little bit like on edge about it um you know kind of trying to I guess feel out like what his feelings are and I think she kind of outright asks him like you know where his head is and I could just tell from his reaction I was like I don't think we're making it past this discussion. <laughs> it's just yeah, that entire so scene. Yeah, that entire scene was so uncomfortable. Actually, all of his scenes with Michelle were uncomfortable because throughout the season, like she's expressing her love for him. She's being vulnerable. She's opening up. And meanwhile, he just responds with thanks for sharing and, or just like doesn't say anything. And it's just so yep. insulting. And, you know, why lead her on like this? Like, I, I know that at the end of the day, he needs to end up with two people. And he really liked Serena, and she left. So at the end of the day, he preferred Michelle over Brie, and so that's how she got there. But I just feel like he could have handled it better. Um, just, it was just so cold, <laughs> the way that he, uh, like, dealt with her. Um I mean, there were times when she would say, oh, I'm falling in love with you. And he would say, thanks for sharing. It's just, it was just weird. Um, And he he looked very scared throughout, too. (laughs) I mean, the only time he didn't look scared, I thought, was when they were rappelling down the side of the building. Like that, that he was kind of like, I'm good. You know, this is fine. This is fun. It was like when they had to get to the serious part that he just looked like, I I gotta go. (laughs) You know, it was... It was not looking so good. And I I feel bad that they had Michelle go through that for nothing. She was clearly terrified. 
like why have her go through that like all of that emotional labor that she had to go through and you know what if she didn't want to do it could she say no was that an option like she clearly did it because she wanted to prove that she loved him and then he just allowed her to go through with it even though he could see she was uncomfortable going down that building um as as anyone would be like anyone would be uncomfortable but then he just let that happen and then at the the end of the day like it was just like nope you're gone like i'm not interested in pursuing this anymore throughout the season i did see like chemistry and connection between the two of them but but I, i also all season i've known he's gonna he what was gonna happen like i didn't know because of spoilers i just i just knew like i just knew from like watching him because like as you mentioned like he just doesn't hide anything he doesn't play the game like it's been very apparent all season i mean when he tells one of the ladies that he is falling in love with them it's kind of like big clue like who could miss that clue so um I I just didn't yeah I wasn't surprised he didn't choose her but I was still disappointed I guess in the way he handled it a little bit I don't know I mean I'm always torn because you know it's the thoughtful thing obviously to do for them to tell the person at this point versus and we've had seasons where you know goodness they've had like the guy get down on I mean when the situation's reversed they've had the guy or get down on one knee or the the girls have let the guy like propose before like stopping um and that's like way worse so I mean I just it was such a hard point in time because she said she was saying such a nice thing to him where she was just saying you know that she came into this experience looking for a teammate you know that she can't you know picture leaving here without him you know there's um, you know that basically that he just she just now sees him as someone who's going to always be in her life and then he she has these jerseys which jerseys were definitely not well received um but also I was I was I'm, I'm so like I'm such a skeptic I was like you know what I feel like that they knew that he wasn't going to pick her and that they told her wouldn't this be a great idea you know I just feel like someone gave her this idea someone encouraged her because there's no way there's no way she came to the middle of nowhere, uh, Pennsylvania, with two custom T-shirts. Like I just, I don't. I'm always like, I just don't believe that. So You're they right. clearly, I think, went and made that for her. And I think they knew that if he saw something like that, that it would kind of prompt a response out of him of some sort. Like either to be like, I connect with her, or um, I, I, my guess is at that point they already knew that he was going to choose Rachel, and so they thought, well, let's just kind of. let's just kind of like let him focus in on his efforts with Rachel and and just kind of see how this gets him to respond and he was clearly like no (laughs) like the look on his face he was so uncomfortable when she pulled those out I was like this is going to either he's going to be just really uncomfortable and sit and and just kind of like grit and bear it or this is going to be it and it was the latter (laughs) No, you're I right. Know. I mean, I, now that you've mentioned it, I think that the producers definitely did plant that. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I just feel so bad for Michelle. She was clearly exploited during this whole process. And I just hope the producers treat her better during The Bachelorette. <laughs> but no, you're right. Hopefully she won't come across another map <laughs> during her season. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that, that will be, I, you know... I can see it now. I can see them like making sure they have like two, at least two guys named Matt, and one of them will come in out of a limo, and they'll have some sort of line being like, "I'm Matt, 
blah 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 you know not james blah blah, blah. Like, someone will have oh to have God. some sort of like knock against that and be, or be like or like i showed up and i decided my i'm gonna be matt with one t because i don't want to have the same nat and the name is that matt like something there's gonna be some stupid line yeah I'm, or I'm i'll prepared. be matthew you can call me matthew <laughs> yes but I'm excited. I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but I'm excited to see more of Michelle because I really like Michelle and I feel like, yeah. you know, I, I saw some people commenting on social media and I agree, like her, the the t-shirt saying like, you know, that they were going to like change the world or change agents or something like that. Um, I thought really underscored that they had some really cool conversations that we didn't see because yeah, that's true. Like, like we know, like I know, I don't know if you know, and they talked a little bit about it, like some of the like work that Matt does, like volunteer work in the city. Um, I'm assuming that means that, you know, Michelle does something similar or has some sort of passions along those lines. I don't think we saw a lot of that. So it just, to me, underscored yet another thing that we didn't get to see about some of these ladies. So I'm looking forward to getting to know her properly. Yeah, they seemed like they had a lot in common. And in the beginning, they they seemed to have chemistry. I thought that they were a really great match. Like, I remember mm-hmm. when they had that first date, I thought, you know, she was going to be the one to win. Like, I was convinced, right, like, right. she would at least make it to the final round. Um, because they seemed so compatible, and they have a lot in common. And they had that social justice angle, too, that they um, mm-hmm. could bond with. But... Um, I just don't know what happened. Like, I think he just is the type of person that loses interest fast. Like, in the beginning, he's, like, all in. He's super excited. He was like that with Abigail. And then over time, he just sort of, you know, loses interest. I totally agree. But so he just tells her he can't get there with her. Bye, basically. (laughs) So blunt. So blunt about it. It was so blunt. And then we see him, like, usually there's some sort of, like, lingering goodbye and it was just it was very I felt I felt like it was pretty abrupt and then we just see her kind of crying in a corner and it was such a horrible way to end that chapter uh, very harsh yeah very expecting cold. that yeah it was very very cold I was not happy about the way that it no it was very all. uncomfortable to watch I felt so bad for Michelle like she needed that closure which she yeah. explained to him during um the after the final rose she said to him like you didn't give me that closure that i needed at least tell me like what went what went wrong and you know she she deserved that at the very least yeah so it was kind of an abrupt ending there and so then he's talking i think that's when he talked to chris harrison so this this episode there was so much chris harrison in it like he was it was to me it made me super uncomfortable to see him having all of these very serious moments where he was very upset about things and having Chris sort of being the sounding board for him it's just like I had a really hard time watching it I kind of looked away and listened because I didn't want to watch because it just I I know I I really understand like and he's he's expressed throughout the season like it's so hard, I'm sure, for him to look back and be like, this This experience for me is somewhat tainted because of all of this stuff, you know, this additional piece to what happened throughout the course of the season. So to have him being the one sharing these very, like, private, I mean, obviously private, millions of people watching it, but you know what I mean? Like, these these moments as it kind of was happening in the moment with him, like, is, is awful in so many ways. So, I don't Yeah, know. looking so back, I, I, that made me uncomfortable, too. Um yeah. yeah. Chris Harrison, you know, 
he he definitely was not the right person to be on Matt's season. <laughs> I wish that Emmanuel no. had been there earlier because <laughs> he was just awesome. Yes, the yeah. way he um, handled that that um, you know the rose ceremony, the rose ceremony, and uh, the questions that he asked. I mean, there were there were really great questions and. Even when things got uncomfortable, like, they weren't awkward, you know? He, he kept the conversation going. He was good at, like, getting a response from <laughs> Rachel and Matt. So, yeah, I, I thought he was really great. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought it was – to me, it's funny because there's been so much conversation around, you know, oh, can the franchise continue without Chris Harrison? And then people were like, oh, but it has to be someone who's, like, from within, like, the franchise. So it was so refreshing to see someone come in from the outside and take the reins and have it go well. Yeah. You know, just yeah. to be like, that's really not true. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's not a cult. Anyone can join. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be from within. <laughs> yeah, no, I. but I thought it was, it was great to see, you know, the response of people online to the new host, um, you know, obviously just for the special event, but just to see it can go so well for anyone to take the reign. I mean, I think, you know, this this season we've had a little bit more of Chris Harrison than we usually do. But the truth is, is that the host doesn't really do that much. So I don't think it is, you know, as much of like an earth-shattering thing as everybody this season has made it out to be that, you know, it's such a drastic change to potentially have someone else taking the, you know, the reins for that. I just... I don't, I don't really buy it. I don't think it's that important. So he has sort of the section with uh, Neil Lane, which I really thought they were going to cut out because I was like, he's clearly not ready for this. But then I was also like, does that mean they're going to definitely make him talk to Neil Lane because it's going to make him so uncomfortable? And that's what they did. And he was like the look on his face, he the way he said, and I was like another reason I was like, Oh, he's just not right. He was like, I've never touched a ring. You know, <laughs> it was like, Can I can I touch it? And it was so it was just the first of all, Neil Lane is super awkward. Um, so you add Neil Lane on top of Matt, who's a little bit awkward, who was like extra awkward when it came to rings. That whole that whole thing was just super uncomfortable. And I was like, this is a ring that is clearly going nowhere. I was comparing it to Tasha's season where Brendan was okay. looking at the rings and he got yes. all nervous. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'd forgotten that that is that was so uncomfortable. It be, similar like, feeling, mm-hmm. right? Similar similar vibe. <laughs> Very similar vibe. Um they totally did that just for the promo. Just to make people think that there was going to be a proposal at the end of this. I'm convinced that that's mm-hmm. why they did it. Um, and also, to your point, uh, just to see how he'd react. Just to see him get nervous. <laughs> um, the producers are cruel like that. So cruel. So cruel. I felt so bad for him. And, I mean, he had already he was already so upset from the conversation with his family. So then he comes into this and he's like, it gives him yet another thing to be uncomfortable and to doubt himself about. But at the same time, I I noticed that when he was looking at the ring, he was almost like coming around to it. Like it was becoming more tangible to him. Like, oh, I could definitely see a future, just not right now. So he wanted Mm -hmm. to hold on Mm -hmm. to it because, you know, he doesn't have to propose at the end of the show. He could do it at a later time, but he liked the idea of it. So... Mm-hmm. It didn't exactly backfire. He was just warming up to it. He could he could see that it had potential. 
bought, I mean, regardless of if it was already kind of, he wasn't going to do it or not at that point. I mean, I bought it enough to be like, well, maybe he is going to go for it, you know, which I think is what they obviously wanted us to think. They wanted us to think we were going to get the proposal in the end. They always liked that. So I, I bought it. I was like, okay, I think he might be, I, I really thought he was going to come around. Yeah. Um, but obviously, well, you've kind of already said he didn't, but, um, <laughs> So he's so rattled, though, from these two experiences that he doesn't even go meet up with Rachel, which I don't know if I can. I don't I can't think of another season where they've just like canceled on the last date with one or on the final date with either. the. Well, I mean, he even went with Michelle for part of the date. Right. So he basically just didn't meet up with Rachel at all. Which to me was wild because all season he's been so set on it being her. Like why, if he's so, like he has so many doubts around whether he wants to be with her or not. Like why would he not want that extra time just to like hang out with her and think about it? Why would he turn that away and instead just have the, like, but you know what? You know what though? It's pretty par for the course because all season he's been canceling all those cocktail parties and all of that stuff where he have, you know, has that casual time with the ladies because he's like, I've made up my mind. So this, I guess, is just him doing that yet again. Be like, I don't, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I've already made up my mind. Um, but it feels like if he knew he was going to offer something to her, it just feels logical that he would have at least hung out with her. It's not like he has to to tell her if he's going to give her a ring or not during the day. Like, why would he not just hang out with her? It just, it was a weird way to end, I thought. Yeah, I think think it goes back to what I was saying about Matt's attachment. I mean, I'm not a psychologist. I probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But isn't there like an avoidant attachment, like anxious avoidant attachment? Um, I think that that's Matt. Because he's the type that, you know, we'll just disappear. (laughs) We'll just ghost. We'll just like cut you off. Um, and I feel like in the, in this instance with Rachel, he just needed space. I don't, I don't think he intended to like never speak to her again. I think he just needed space probably like where he is right now with Rachel, where, you know, after all of the, um, racial allegations came out, um, you know, he's just, he needs space. And so that's how he deals with things. And um, yeah, he did cancel a lot this season. Uh, I feel like we missed out on a lot of, of like really good entertainment because he kept canceling, but that's just how he deals with his feelings. And, um, you know, it could be part of it is, you know, how he grew up just being afraid of that, um, of putting himself out there. I think that's what it is. Uh, He's scared to be vulnerable. Yeah. That's fair. I I don't know. They had they had their nice moment where, you know, he says that he wants to, you know, continue to to be with her. And I just like the, the music swells and I'm like there's no way that they're still together. Like it just <laughs> I was like there's just no way. Yeah. Um, um but I mean, her dress was very nice, very beautiful. Like she had a a very lovely, they had a very lovely final moment together. Um, before we kind of got hit with the, the harsh reality of the last hour for after the final rose. I mean, last season, um, everybody was complaining about there not being an after the final rose, and boy, did we get one this season. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was a lot, but I think, but I think it was a fitting end to the season. I think it was handled nicely. I think 
you know, I think Emmanuel was a great host. I think in the beginning, to me, it was a little bit hard when he was talking about, you know, sort of what happened in the episode before he kind of got into the bigger issues. Um, it was so apparent that he's not a person who watches the show. Emmanuel, you know? so, you know, yeah. So like in the beginning, when, yeah, um, which is which is fine. But I think when you're coming right off of the, you know, final scene with Matt and Rachel and you come in, you're kind of like, whoa, it was like a sharp, you know, kind of contrast. But I thought otherwise he did such a great job. What did you think? I thought he did a great job. I mean, the questions he was asking, he seemed perfectly at ease. Um, He was he really connected with Matt. I I felt like he had that. that bond with Matt that they would um, that that helped the conversation get going to help Matt feel comfortable talking about these sensitive things. I, I can't imagine Chris Harrison having this conversation with Matt. Like it just wouldn't work out. It would feel very weird and awkward. But because he had it with another black man, it worked out. Um, I think that was important. So yeah, I mean, I hope the Bachelor does become more diverse. I I I hope that they learn from this and that they. Um, that they do better. I mean, this is definitely a step in the right direction. I think Emmanuel has a, you know, he's like a breath of fresh air. And um, I I think Chris Harrison was, you know, overdue. Like, I mean, he's been in this position for a long time. He's probably sick of his, (laughs) sick of his job too. You know, it gets a little, it gets a little too repetitive each season. You know, he's kind of bored of it, but that's why you need someone new to come in and like offer something different. Uh, offer a different perspective. It's like someone being in a job for like 10 years and they've been doing everything the same way, but then someone new comes in and they do everything differently. And it's kind of better in some ways because it's, it's, they're growing. (laughs) They're growing this particular thing that they're working on. So um, I think in order for the bachelor to grow, it kind of needs that new blood. Because there's like the framework of all of the pieces, right? So it's not like, they're not coming in and having to sort of rebuild everything. There's kind of this framework that works, but you can change out sort of the person who's handling all of that. And it has a totally different vibe and feel to it. And it was, it was refreshing. It was nice. It was, it was so great to see and to see, you know, it go so well with someone who's not from the franchise. And ironically, you know, as we're closing out a season with someone who was not from the franchise. So it was kind of a nice, I thought nice, you know, kind of nod to that as well. Um, and I thought, you know, there were there were a lot of things that came out of the after the final rose that I wasn't expecting. Like the fact that Michelle, you know, kind of reveals that she wanted this, you know, additional time to talk to him and was kind of shot down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that, that was, either. That was that was very surprising to me. Yeah, I was I was not expecting when she said that. I was like, wait, what? Um, and I'm not confident that he didn't want to talk to her. I kind of feel like production didn't want him to talk to her, you know, because if if um, they don't want that, they won't let it happen. So, well, so why I would production face to me said? I don't know. I would think that production would want that conversation to happen because it would make for good TV, wouldn't it? I don't know. I mean, I part of me wonders if they had already decided that I don't know there's so many different reasons it could be like if it's 
you know, that they already decided that he should focus on his relationship with Rachel and that's who they wanted him to end up with. Because who knows? I mean, I'm I'm curious, and I don't remember exactly, like, at what point all of the photos and every all the allegations came out regarding Rachel. I can't remember if taping had already started at that point in time or not. But usually at this point, they've already kind of set their sights on who they think he's going to pick, and production does kind of encourage him certain ways. Um, so, I mean, if they had already set the sights on that he was going to be picking Rachel anyway and they wanted to kind of ease him along, then they would potentially not make it easy for her to do that. Um, and maybe they had already decided it would be a good idea to have her be a bachelorette. And so, you know, maybe they wanted her to have the moment to talk through this instead on the After the Final of Rose kind of to, to let, her, let her kind of finesse it in a way because – you know, if she had said all of it in that moment, like she might have said something that was too emotional or made her seem not ready to be a bachelorette lead. Because it's, mm-hmm. all, it's about- all about the positioning. So like when it comes to like starting the season, they want her to seem like she has a little bit of a backstory, but they don't want her to seem too damaged. They don't want her to seem like she's too like tied and in, like invested to him that she couldn't potentially find, you know, someone she could get engaged to on her own season. So I kind of feel like they made that happen that way, but I don't know. I'm just, again, the eternal skeptic, so I'm always like, it's production. They're making it happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, this season felt very scripted, and I'm sure production had, like, a heavy hand on this season, as they do with all seasons, but I feel like with this season especially, like, that was very apparent. Um, So I'm definitely not doubting that, but... Um, at the same time, I feel like it's also on brand for Matt to just not have that conversation too, because he just avoids uncomfortable conversations and just leaves. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if Matt truly didn't want to have that conversation. Um, he, it's, it's tough because Matt seems like such a nice person and he's definitely respectful. Like he respects all of these women but at the same time, he it just he has like a coldness to him where he doesn't connect with them uh, emotionally. There's like a, there's like a wall between him mm-hmm. and uh, the other person. So it's tough. I mean, I, I think that he has a lot of growing to do emotionally to be able to have these um, these moments of vulnerability with with uh, in relationships. Mm-hmm. What did you think about his his conversation with Rachel? So he bring they bring out Rachel. We learned that they're no longer together, as I think most people pretty much assumed. Um, and what did you think about sort of his response to her, and and, and what it, and what she said too? Like, what did you think about that whole piece of the after the final rose? I mean, Matt, you know, he's always honest. He he, you know, said flat out, like, I'm just not ready to be with you. And you gotta you gotta respect Matt for that. Like he's straightforward. He's not gonna lead you on. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what Rachel did. I mean, is just uh, how how can you be with a person if they've if they've disrespected your race heritage? You know, you just you can't you you can't look at that person the same way. So you can't really fault Matt for how he feels. Uh, in regards to Rachel, I feel like, you know, she kind of evaded a lot of the questions that Emmanuel was asking, like, what have you done <laughs> to better yourself? You know, she didn't really answer that question. And 
I feel like Rachel has a lot of growing to do herself because she really hasn't done much. I mean, her Instagram is, you know, she, she has a lot of potential on her Instagram to really create change. Like she hasn't fundraised any money to my knowledge. She hasn't, um, educated her audience on racial insensitivity. There's a lot that she could do that she just hasn't done yet. And I, I think she just needs a better PR person to be telling her these things. Um, I don't know what it is, but she clearly has a lot of growing to do. Um, but yeah, I just felt really bad for Matt after that. I mean, I wonder if he regrets not pursuing relationships with the other women or if maybe he just truly did not connect with them. And then, you know, part of me wonders if he's still in contact contact with any of them and like has tried to pursue something with, with um, you know, yeah. any of the other girls. I'm super curious about that. Super curious about that because... I mean, we we saw what happened with Peter. Yeah. Um, um, you know, kind kind of dating his his other ladies um, after the fact. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened um, with Matt's case because, I mean, I do think you know when he sent Piper home, for example, I was very surprised because they seem to have a lot of like connection and chemistry. So, I mean, there and like like you said, you know, he did seem to have like a strong connection and interest in Serena. Um, and so Serena P. So I don't know that she would be interested in dating him either. She's she's also very young. Um, so I don't know that she's in the right space for that either. But I would be I'd be super curious to see what happens. I know there was a lot of rumors. Um, I haven't seen anything lately about it, but where they were saying, oh, he's dating Heather, you know, from from the show. Um, I don't think that's true either. But um I feel like something's going to happen with him after the show. And I'm, I'm curious to see what, I don't think, I don't, I don't, what do you think? I don't think he's going to go back to her ever. Rachel. I think when, when Matt is done with someone, he's done forever. He just strikes me as that kind of person. He doesn't seem like the kind of person that gives second chances. Like once he shuts the door, it's shut. Um, he's, he's not like Peter. He doesn't reopen the door. (laughs) He doesn't like take someone back. He's just a little cracked. Yeah, he's not like one foot in, one foot out. Like he's just either all in or all out. It's like all or nothing with him. So I, I can't see him going back to Rachel, although I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I mean, he was really in love with her, and Rachel does seem very intent on getting him back. Um, I, I, I can see him sort of, you know, bonding with someone else from the show, though. Um, you're right, he had a really close connection with Piper and I was surprised when he sent her home like I was convinced that you know Piper would make it to the final round or at least to hometowns uh and she didn't and that was um really disappointing because I I thought Piper was awesome and then uh same with Abigail and then um and Serena P I mean he seemed really hurt that Serena P left I I wonder if he would have chosen her over Rachel um what do you think? Do you think he would have chosen Serena P over Rachel? I think he was pretty all in on Rachel from the beginning. I think he would have probably had, I think Serena P probably would have been his number two. I think Michelle would have been third then. I think it would have kind of bumped everybody back is what I feel Interesting. like. Because um, um, he seemed like, I don't know, his, his the way he responded to her and the way he was responding to her as she was kind of disclosing her feelings. I think his reaction was much stronger to her 
earlier on than it was to Michelle, even though he really seemed to like Michelle. But I, I just, I, yeah, I, I always thought that she would end up second. So when she kind of self-selected out, I was very surprised. Um, so yeah, so I think if she ever were to come back to him, I think he would probably be interested, but I don't know that I see her coming back. I don't know. She did seem to have a little bit of regret, like in her eyes when she saw him at Women's Hall. I wondered about that. I, I did. Um, I, I could definitely see them dating when she's maybe a little older. Um, but yeah, you're right. She yeah. just seemed kind yeah. of maybe scared off by the whole situation. I mean, the show kind of like, it takes a toll on you <laughs> mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was probably just turned off by the whole process of like, okay, well, I'm kind of sick of being, you know, rotated between all these different women. And it's just kind of, you know, I, I'm just not feeling it any, anymore. So it could have just been the process and not necessarily Matt. Well, Matt, well, Matt lives in New York City, which is one of two bachelor hubs, unofficial bachelor hubs. So like people either come off the show. He's already there. But like people either come off the show and they go to New York if they're not already there or to L.A. And so Matt's, you know, Matt is already in New York City, so he has that in his favor. So any of the contestants who decide they're going to go, you know, move up into a different like location and move to a bigger city and go there, they will then be local uh, ladies for him. So I think that will also play into <laughs> sort of what happens from here and like whether whether it, I'm nosy, like it'll be either someone from his season or it could be someone from a prior season who happens to live in New York. So I guess I, I don't know. I feel like th there's the chances between like with him. You know, his connection to Tyler and now him being connected more into the Bachelor universe directly, I just feel like there's going to be someone, I don't know, there's going to be something that's going to pop up. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, what I'm curious to see who, who he ends up dating now. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be someone. There'll be someone. But I was going to say, too, I don't want to forget to mention, so I... The, the last thing that Emmanuel said to them was like, you know, do you want to like share one last embrace? That, that was, was an awkward that was, I think the worst I think line. the worst line of the entire night. I was like, wait, what? Like, I was like, did he just say that? And then I was like, how can anyone respond to this? Because, like, clearly, clearly they're, there's, they're not going to, you know, I don't know. Like, it's so funny, though, on the show that whenever they send someone home or, you know, whether it's like a rose ceremony or in the middle of an episode or whatever, they always walk them out and they hug them. And I'm always like, why do they hug? Like, I wouldn't want to hug mm -hmm. this guy. Like, so, so when he said that, I was just like, this isn't like an extra case of that where you're just like, this is not going to happen. Like, I, I thought you know, I was like, are they going to feel guilted into doing this? Like, are they going to feel like they have to like now that they've been put on a spot? And it's one of those moments where if there had been a studio audience, I feel like people would have like gasped. You know, I was because yes. I just want I just want I was just sitting there like. And my, and my husband, who doesn't watch the show at all, was sitting on the couch, and he was like, wait, what? What did he say? Um, so I was – it was so funny because, like, Matt, like, it, it didn't even, like, register over his face. I think he was just like, that's that's absurd. So he just kind of – like, there was, like, no response. It was the most awkward point of the evening. And that was kind of how we ended, which which was, like, a harsh transition to then be like, let's celebrate the Bachelorette. It was – such a rough transition. Yeah, I, I feel like Emmanuel handled that perfectly, though. Like, if it had been anyone else, it wouldn't have been executed as, as like, perfectly as, as he did. Um, no. Yeah, no. so he, he was definitely perfect for that role. It was so funny. I think it's, like, on my list of 
favorite moments. That was like that was like one of my favorites. Like it was just so unexpected. Yeah, I I I feel like we were robbed of that studio audience because that would have been an exciting reaction to like watch. That would have been the best moment. So, but then Emmanuel's like, and now on to some upbeat news. Yeah, no, he's perfect um, for this. I felt like we totally rushed the Bachelorette announcement. I they they always hype it up so much. And usually they have them come out and at least have a prepper conversation. It just, I kept watching the clock and I'm like, is this even going to happen? And like, are they just going to like, like blurt it out over the credits and that's it? Because they were running out of time. It was stressing me out. And um, so then they bring them out together. Like they didn't even like let them, I don't know. It just felt really rushed and like too shared. So I, what are your thoughts on the leads? I don't want to, I, I have some strong opinions, but um, what do you think about who they chose and the fact that they chose to do to approach it the way that they're doing it. Yeah, I feel like it's a little uh disconcerting that they're doing two. Um because mm-hmm. they they didn't mm-hmm. do two for the men. They didn't do two for the bachelor. And does this mean that they each get less time? Because if so then that's not fair. <laughs> no, so it's supposedly, I mean at least they're not kind of shorting them on the season front. Like it's two full seasons, which is, you know, nice for them from a lead perspective. Um, It's a lot of show. Like I'm surprised because historically the franchise has always treated the bachelorette a little bit lesser than the bachelor. So um, it's interesting to me that they're going to kind of double up on the bachelorette here. Um, But you know, whatever. I'm I'm curious if this means they will not be doing Bachelor in Paradise because, like, from a timing perspective, I mean, it's not to say they won't, but they're kind of running up against, like, the timing that they would need to do Bachelor in Paradise. So is it going to be, you know, Katie's season and then immediately go into Paradise and then immediately into Michelle's season, like, with no breaks? Maybe. Um, if so, then it's going to be kind of the Bachelor, you know, from... I think it's I think they're saying like May is when they're going to start. So it'll basically be May through the end of the year almost, which is not the norm. But maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. Um, what did you think about who they chose, though? Um, So uh, Katie, I know a lot of people like Katie. She kind of just bothered me during the season. Um, I felt like she was responsible for a lot of the drama. And it kind of rubbed me the wrong way that she would always go to Matt whenever there was a- even a little bit of tension in the in the house because I I feel like the person that tattletales is the person starting the drama, um, so that rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> but in general, um, I thought that you know Katie was a good pick for Bachelorette because she is older, she knows what she wants, um, she she just seems like she would. Um, fight for herself you know like she'd be like a good lead to watch in general so I I'm on board with that and of course I stand Michelle Michelle is awesome I've liked her from the start uh, want the best for her so I hope that uh, the producers treat her well um, during her mm-hmm. season because mm-hmm. they definitely um, exploited her to some extent in Matt's season yeah so, I think um, she's yeah. She's earned she's earned a good a good season where they where they are kind to her. I like Katie. I really liked her on this season. Um I like I don't know if you've seen um any of her content on TikTok. Like she's just 
she's funny. Like she's kind of quirky. And I don't know that I know you're um, based on what you were saying about when you started watching the show, you didn't see her season. Like to me, she makes me think a little bit of like Caitlin Bristow. Like she's just kind of, uh, you know, very much like her own person. And she's I don't know, like she's very good about like before she was even on the show like some of the clips I've seen of her from TikTok like she's just really well spoken and kind of I don't know I I I think she's going to be kind of a smart lead what I don't like what I don't like is that you know this is a season where it was so diverse and there were so many wonderful women so it just is a little bit hard to me that they you know one of the very few white women from the show is, is getting, you know, is getting chosen as a lead. It just kind of, that doesn't sit well with me. Um, so, I mean, but as a person, I like Katie. Um, and obviously I'm excited about Michelle being the lead. Um, I, I think she's super smart. Um, when they had her arrive in like that kind of late arrival group, I kind of was like, oh, you're shorting her. Like he's not going to keep her around because she's like a late arrival. So I was very glad that, that didn't sort of, you know, play into whether or not she got to stay on the show. Um, and then obviously now that she's getting this opportunity and they're, they're being super accommodating for her with her, you know, being a school teacher and like not wanting to be away from her kids. They're doing it so that she's taping during the summertime. So, I mean, I really appreciate that they're kind of accommodating her on that. Um, but what I, what I don't like is that, you know, there's a few, there's a few things. So the fact that they have the two of them, like, with the same – it just kind of – it's funny because, um, you know, they have the hosts that are coming on to do um, the show. So they've announced that Tasha and Caitlin are coming to host. So Tasha and Caitlin are both bachelorettes who had shared seasons, which is super ironic and, and, and interesting to me because, yes, Katie and Michelle are getting their own full seasons – but they're kind of sharing a little bit of the moment, you know, so there's a little bit of a shared something there, um, which I, I mean, yes, Michelle is getting her season, but it kind of feels like a little bit of an afterthought because there was already so much out there that they had picked Katie. So I think in some ways them choosing Michelle, I mean, I'll take it however I can get it, but it feels like it was kind of a tack on versus their plan. Um, so, so then to have the people that are leading it kind of co-leading it, be people who had shared seasons too because Caitlin um, on her season I know I don't think you've watched her season so her season it actually started with her and another um, and another lady were both kind of um, both kind of up for being the bachelorette so like the guys essentially arrived at the mansion and there were two um, two women who they were like well one of these is going to be you know the bachelorette and so you're going to you're going to meet them. They're going to talk to you, whatever. And then at the end of the night, you're going to vote for who you want to be the bachelorette. And so, like, so her season, she shows up and she doesn't even know if she's going to be the lead. Right. Um, so that was weird. They ended up voting and keeping her. Um, and she, and she did great. It was like, it's one of my favorite bachelorette seasons, but that was like a really weird start to it. Um, and so then you obviously have Tasha, who didn't have a full season of her own. So to have them come in and be like, okay, we're going to have someone new host the show. But it's going to be these two ladies that we did this to. And then instead of just having one lead, like one co-host take over, or one host take over, rather, um, you know, we're going to take we're going to take two ladies because clearly not one lady can, you know, take the hosting job from Chris Harrison. They can't handle it. No, they have to share it. Um, so we're going to replace him with two ladies. Just like there's just so many pieces to all of that, like between 
the way they handle choosing the bachelorette leads to the way they're handling the host pieces that just doesn't sit well. I mean, I don't mind like the end result. Like I like both of them. I think they're going to do a great job as co-host. I like both of the bachelorette leads. I think they're both going to do an amazing job. We're getting more bachelorette out of it. You know, great. But kind of those nuances to it just kind of have me going like I'll let it slide but also like I don't like that it just doesn't quite it doesn't sit well with me either but I also wonder if they're doing it because they realize that the bachelorette um people don't tend to watch the bachelorette as much as the bachelor so I wonder if they feel Mm -hmm. like they need to draw in more more viewers um so by bringing in Caitlin and Tasha they'd be bringing in, you know, a wider audience. Do you think that that's part of it? I mean, I think they typically say that, yeah, the Bachelorette seasons don't get as high of ratings. Um, I know that Matt James' season did not get as high of ratings as other seasons. So, I mean, there's, like, all these different things at play. And I think, in some ways, I think they're overanalyzing it, and they're, like, trying to game it too much and it's just like you know what like just let it go like so I, I think they're like I do think that they're playing games and trying to see if they can up their numbers um and and I mean we'll see what happens I guess there's there's such like social outcry being like oh there is no bachelor without Chris Harrison so like what will be the response from like the numbers perspective like with that like who knows there's so many reasons why the numbers are going to ultimately I'm sure change for viewership for for those seasons but um, I don't know. I, I do feel like that probably is part of it of them trying to figure out what they can do to maximize the chance that the viewers. Yeah, especially because Caitlin Bristow was just on Dancing with the Stars, so they know that they mm-hmm. could capitalize on her. So yep, makes sense. Totally. And I actually follow Caitlin totally. Bristow, even though I didn't watch her season. I do follow her, so I enjoy following her. Um, so yeah, no, she's awesome. So I'm excited to watch. No, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. And I think, you know, it'll be like a, a hot second that we'll get of a break between the few seasons. And then we'll be right yeah. back. Um, so, um, and that was kind of... Yeah. That was, it was a lot. A lot going a lot. on, kind of all over the place. Yeah, so with everything last night, I haven't even had a chance to watch the interviews that happened this morning to see if there's anything else that Matt said. I'm sure there's something there. So I guess we'll see what else kind of comes up from here um sort of the only other bachelor news thing that i saw was there was a lot of discussion around you know peter weber and like rumblings of like is he back with kelly and she went i think it was on caitlin's podcast she went on and basically said that they did sort of like reunite and then she was like no like we still don't align on certain key things and so she was like we're not together and we have no like line of communication whatsoever so Peter is such a player. I mean, he's the exact opposite of Matt. Um, He is the type that will lead you on (laughs) and, like, pretend that he's all in and when he's not. So as as much as Matt is very, like, blunt, I think that that's preferable to to Peter being ambiguous and just kind of shady. He's shady. He's very shady. So... I was not surprised that that's where that ended up, but I thought it was kind of a, a random thing to pop up and a little something a little bit. Do you um, think either of them will be on the Bachelorette season? Either Matt or Peter? Because you see either of them. So no, I think Peter's kind of gotten so much scrutiny and like people have made fun of him so much that I don't think he would go back on. 
And I don't think Matt James feels like he needs to. I mean, he, like, I, when he came on the show, I kind of was surprised in some regards because I'm like, he, he and Tyler seem to be meeting people just fine, you know, in New York City. So I don't think, I don't think he'll feel compelled to go on at all. I think this is probably the one time that we'll see Matt James on a Bachelor show. Yeah, he's yeah. probably done with it. I don't know. Probably done with the Bachelor so, completely. So, yeah, I think he kind of feels, I think, let down because, I mean, these are things, I don't know, it's it's so hard to say because there's so many things that come out because of social media. I do think the show could do a better job at going through kind of what is shared online from the contestants within reason. I mean, are they going to go back to everything if they have a Twitter account that started in 2009? Are they going to catch everything? Maybe not. But like, there, there's something that there's some things they could catch. I mean, the things that people on Reddit are able to pick up on. I mean, I don't know, maybe they have no lives and they sit there for hours and hours on end. But like the people that the bachelor has at their disposal to kind of dig into backgrounds for people, like they should be able to do a better job. So I think some of the stuff that came up, I mean, the fact that it's stuff that was totally discoverable and it wasn't like it was only from you know, a few years back. Like that's 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 kind of unacceptable. Like so I think he probably feels like the show really let him down because they if, if the show if the show had discovered that and if they had told him that or if it had been revealed to him through the course of the season, he never would have picked her. So like he they essentially wasted his time. You know, because they like th- this could have been avoided. Um, so I'm sure he feel I mean, you could tell like him being on the stage. You could just tell, I think, in some ways that he was really frustrated from the whole experience. And I think he's he was frustrated with Rachel and like what happened. But I think he was fr- frustrated with them because I think that was such a miss on their part. And they keep doing this to people. So, um, yeah, I don't think he'll be back. I don't think he would trust them yeah no that's a good point and i i definitely think that too uh and he's he's totally correct for feeling that way i mean they should have vetted people they should have vetted everyone and they didn't (laughs) i mean they have the resources to do it um it's not hard to search through twitter twitter has an open api you can search anything on twitter yeah um there's a lot of platforms out there where you can monitor or like search for things um so, yeah, they, they had the opportunity to do it, and they didn't. I, I think they weren't looking for it. That's the issue, that they weren't really anticipating that this would happen because they weren't, you know, prepared for it. They, they probably don't have it. But they should. They should, should. yeah. They should be vetting people. Because it's like, you know, they made they made such hype around and got so much, I think, got so much leverage out of the fact that he was the first black Bachelor lead like, wouldn't you want to protect them? And like, like, like the the issue that came up is like clearly like the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues that could come up, and that's one that they could have totally screened specifically. Wait, they yeah, they didn't. So it's, it's just, so it's just, it's it's huge mess. So, anyway, so I I feel I don't know, I I feel like very wrong. So I, I do too. Okay. I would be so like I. I would be like very shocked if he ever were to come back on the show at all. Um, so I don't know. I feel like they could he tweeted about him. needing therapy. But it was an interesting season. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. I think, you know, I am hopeful though that they will do Bachelor in Paradise because I want to get to see these ladies again because I think there were a lot of great ladies that we didn't get to know very well. 
you know? They cut out a lot of scenes, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm curious if we get to see them, you know, for that or not. I hope we do, because there were a lot of people on that season that we just didn't get to see, Um, and a lot of, like, I feel like this season was missing the character development from the house. Like, we didn't get to see the ladies grow, (laughs) or, like, we, we didn't really get to see their personalities besides, like, Victoria and Katie and, you know, a few others, but, like, we only yeah, basically we just only, Victoria and Katie. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of it for the beginning of the season, right? So I think they lost a lot of opportunity for, you know, building out all the other ladies. Like, they're, they're sort of, like, character development. They just kind of abandoned that, and then at the end it was just all of a sudden, like, oh, he's focusing on these ladies that we don't know, you know? I mean, obviously we saw Rachel earlier on, so we kind of knew a little bit of her, but she also wasn't super, like, dimensionalized either. She was just kind of like, oh, she's the girl he likes for whatever reason, and we don't really understand why. Yeah. Is what I Rachel so, just kind of fell flat so. for me. Um, I remember in the After the Final Rose, Emmanuel was asking Matt what he saw in Rachel that he liked, and Matt said that he liked her authenticity, which I thought was interesting because the first thing that uh, struck me about Rachel was her inauthenticity. She just came off as mm-hmm. inauthentic to me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's strange to me that, you know, for Matt, he saw her as authentic. I mean, because am, am I wrong? Like, does she seem authentic or inauthentic? I don't know. I, I didn't walk away with a ton of anything from her. I mean, I felt like the most expression I thought we got out of her was last week where she was so incredibly mopey and I was just like, oh, well, there's a shift. So like that was the most, I, I think, expressive or anything I walked away with from her was last week. So other than that, I just kind of was like, I don't feel like I know her as a person. Um, she just kind of seemed almost like she was just kind of I kind of almost like she was like, well, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Kind of, she didn't really seem like a distinct person in and of herself. She just kind of was like going with the flow. Um, so I don't know. I just, I think that's why I had a hard time like towards the end of the season where I thought it was very apparent he was into her um, because I was just like, I don't, I don't feel invested because I don't feel like I know her and I don't know that I want exactly. to know her. Exactly. So, I can definitely you know? relate to that. That's exactly so. what I thought. Like, I just didn't know much about her, but. I also didn't care to. <laughs> I felt like there wasn't much there. She seemed very, um, she seemed down to earth, but at the same time, kind of like superficial. Like I felt like she was there for the superficial reasons. Well, and I thought it really kind of came back to bite them that they gave her sort of the the winner's edit, which where you don't really see a lot other than the fact that he's kind of like fawning over her. Because since we didn't know her, Everything that we felt about her, I, I think, came from what we saw in the media. So I, it was just hard for me, you know, with all of the, the coverage breaking with her social media scandal, all of that stuff. Like that to me, like so overpowered anything that they were giving us to work with from the show that I was like, I just can't see it. Like I'm not I'm not like at the end when he's like having his final moment with her um, before after the final rose. Um, I was just kind of like, I, I can't like I'm just not. I'm not in this moment because I don't know her in this way. Like, I just know her. I know her from the way the media has given me information about her. Exactly. Yeah. Had, it just you know? kind of tainted the relationship for me. Like, I couldn't enjoy it. Like, I could enjoy watching Tisha and Zach, you know, um, finally get yeah. together. You know, like, that was a really uh, emotional scene, just seeing them together with 
you know, Matt and Rachel, I, I felt like, you know, towards the end, maybe there was some chemistry, maybe they were really in love, but maybe like, as his mom said, maybe it was just love <laughs> and that's it. You know, maybe there wasn't more to it. Um, it maybe it, it felt like a very superficial type of love, not like the real type, it kind of like a fleeting yeah. type of love. Yeah. I completely agree. Well, Matt didn't find his lasting love on this season, but maybe he'll find it trolling the streets of New York City with Matt with a, uh, you know, Tyler C. So, here's here's hoping that he <laughs> finds his own happy ending on his own. So, we're rooting for you, Matt. That was kind of so, our ep- That was kind of our episode. Um it was it was an interesting ending. It definitely I think delivered on the hype cuz they kind of had hyped it up to be sort of this this big moment. I thought you know, we had lots of, you know, lots of drama, some unexpected twists. We have our two bachelorettes coming up, um, two new hosts. So I think that'll be fun. I'm excited for all of that. So I think it'll be some good things to come. Um, so that's kind of it. Thanks so much for coming on this week, Diane. It was so fun to talk through with you and hear what you kind of thought as well about all of the all, all the craziness over this week's three-hour episode and, and the season in general. Um, but I think we can agree maybe it'll be good to, to start fresh. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And, you know, I can't wait to watch, uh, you know, Katie's season. I think she'll be a great bachelorette. Honestly, she, she's going to be great. She's going to see right through these men. I think it'll be, I think so too. I think so too. She's going to call it how she sees it, which will be nice and refreshing. So, um, I look forward to seeing that as well. So thanks again for joining and everyone else will be back whenever they decide to start this season, maybe May, I don't know. So we'll again. talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks Bye. again. Connect with us on Twitter at Accept This Pod, where we live tweet episodes and share updates on Bachelor news. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. If you love us, take a minute and leave us a lovely five-star review. Nothing makes our day more. We'll talk to you soon.